that's it. Make sure, please silence your cell phones. Make sure they're on vibrate or turned off. Mine's like an umbilical cord. Everybody always calling me and texting me, so you know I like to turn mine off. <laughs> yeah, too busy. We'd like to welcome everybody this morning. If you're joining us by the internet this morning, I'd like to welcome you to New Life Assembly of God. Today is what? February the 16th. February the 16th. That's right, Sunday. A new day. A new day. February 23rd, we have an annual church business meeting right after the morning service. Don't forget about that. If you are a voting member of the church, you need to be here. Please make arrangements to be here. On our little welcome desk in the foyer, if you would like to be a member of the church and you're not a member of the church, there is a member packet on the table. Fill it out, drop it in the offering, give it to one of the deacons or to the pastor, and they'll be happy to, to forward that on. If you're interested in serving as a deacon, please see the pastor. He'll get with you on that. Yeah, you walk in and it got quiet. What's up with that? It's kind of like the principal walks in and everybody goes, uh-oh. Let's go this way. Amen. Well, we're glad everybody's here this morning. Everybody have a good week? It was a long week for me, but you know what? We made it through it. Now it's time to reset, recharge, and reset. Amen? Everybody stand up. Let's get charged. I don't know about you, but this morning we were practicing worship, and it Look, it's time to recharge. It's the beginning of the week. This is God's day. We come here to do what? Worship the Lord. Amen. Everybody give him a shout. Say hallelujah. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If this is your first time here this morning and this seems strange to you, hey, we strange because we like to have a good time in church. Amen. We don't, we don't beat around the bush. We like to have a good time. You know, even if the bush is on fire, we're going to take our shoes off because it's holy ground. Amen? All right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you can be seated for just a minute. We're going to get ready to, worship team can start getting ready to, to do worship this morning. And, uh, hey, listen, the one thing I did not put in here, just to start planning, you'll see it was on the screens. Uh, at the end of March is family day. Uh, if you haven't been around here long, you'll know on every time we have a fifth Sunday of a month, we do family day. Hey, look. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry. That's a good picture. That's her serving and loving, right? You're not mad at You look like you're mad at me. Okay. I'll take it off the website then. She's like... <laughs> Wait till you see the ones I've got a Tootie and some of the other guys. That's okay. I needed somebody who was photogenic to put in there, and you won. So, 
But, uh, yeah, so we have family day, and uh, we will, depending on the weather, we may have a fun jump out there. One time we had the petting zoo. I don't know about that petting zoo thing again, though. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we may have a fun jump. We'll definitely have the barbecue pit out there, and uh, we'll have some food going on. And uh, we're going to have the blood share bus out here so that if you need to donate blood, we'll, we'll put out the sign up here pretty soon, and you'll be able to sign up to be able to do that. And uh, I, something to do with if, if we get more than 15 people donate or, or units, you know, uh, anybody in our church gets blood for free or something like that if they need blood. It's, it's pretty interesting, but we're helping them out, helping you out. It keeps you healthy, right? Giving blood is a healthy thing to do. And uh, invite your friends. This is an opportunity to invite them because we're going to do worship. We'll do a shortened devotional time, and then we just go right outside and hang out and have fun until when everybody leaves. And it uh, doesn't cost you a penny. Amen. All you do is show up and have a good time. And we may actually help clean up or something, but that's about it, you know. But uh, Family Day is coming up. Amen. Also, next Sunday, if you are a voting member, an active member of the church, I need you to be here. That's our, our annual business meeting where we're going to go over the finances of the church on what we brought in last year, what we spent, where the money went. That way you can see that. We're going to talk about the vision of where we're going next, uh, this year, some of the plans that we're trying to put into place. We also have some deacon elections to do. We, we have some men that are willing to serve, and we have deacons that have been serving for a long time. They've been you know, graciously serving, and uh, it's time we start doing some rotation again. Amen. We have men willing to step up and we just, you need to be here. It's going to be a great time. It'll be after service. I, I hope to not have big drawn out time, but you never know. You never know. Uh, at the church I was at before, I think we, uh, seven minute meeting. <laughs> That's how they, yeah, it was just like, man, that you barely get into it and they were going. But, you know, when we had elections, it may be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It just depends on the discussion that goes on, honestly. Uh, but we want to make sure we're always open and you know uh, transparent to what we do and uh, as, as I tell people if you're a voting member of the church all you have to do is call the office and schedule a meeting and we'll come open the books to you anytime the only thing we won't show you is who's giving the money we won't show you who did that amen so as a member you always get to see this but please be here next week uh, because it's going to be a, a great time to see the progress of what God has been doing amen we're going to talk about all that kind of stuff so we're going to get ready to bless the Lord with our giving now that we've been talking about money hallelujah uh, we're going to get ready to bless him this morning of our tithes and our offerings, and then we're going to worship. Amen. So I'm going to pray for us this morning, and I want you to, to bring your tithes and offerings out. If you're new here, you can just make out a check to New Life, but we're not asking a visitor to do that. We just want you to, to set up at the table and enjoy with us this morning. And those that are watching online around the world, they can give to newlifeag.church. There's a link right there as well you can give. So let's pray, and then I want you to, to bless the Lord. So, Father, we are so gracious that you're here, Lord. We're, we're so thankful. You are such an amazing God. Lord, today we want to bless you with our tithes and offerings. We want to bring to the storehouse as you have instructed us to do. So, Lord, I pray that you would receive these gifts from us. Receive them, multiply them, bless them, and bless the giver so they can be used around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansoura, Louisiana. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that this morning, I want you to say amen. 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 Well, thank you. You can go ahead and come up and give. And uh, hallelujah. Listen, I don't know how often you read the stuff in the bulletin on the other side, but uh, there's some funny things in there this morning that I put up. There's some good things in there as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of this through the sermon today. But uh, there's exciting things coming. We're 
we're growing and we're, we're having new things started. You know, just so you know, we, we're talking this morning about what we're going to do with our kids because we have so many kids back there now. So we're discussing that and, and making some discussions on, uh, you know, having a, a youth service and things like that because we have more teenagers coming. And so it's an exciting time to be in the house of God. Amen. It is. So I think they're ready for me. Hallelujah. I have to stall while y'all are giving, you know. I have to do that, so.
this morning hallelujah listen so so before we go any further I've, I've got to tell you this I've been reading this book it's an older book and, and man God has just been stirring something in me about something I known yeah that that I forgot you know there was three temples built right we'll call them three temples you had Moses David and Solomon which one was the best one? David's, according to the word of God. No, Solomon's temple. David's, according to the word of God. Because if you read, he says, I will rebuild the temple of David, not the temple of Moses, not the temple of Solomon. And, and you know what I learned? I never realized this, and, and it's, it's just, you know why? You know the temple of David had no veil separating the people from the ark? They could see into the presence. They could see into the flame that set above the ark of the, pre the, the covenant. They could see it. You know why he was a, a man after God's own heart? Because David's desire was to have the presence of God in Jerusalem, in Israel. And he danced and he worshipped. Why? Because the presence had returned. To the point that he spun his clothes off. And his own wife said, you're making a fool out of yourself. And she was struck barren. Guys, the presence of God has returned to his church house. We've got to become radical. Why? Oh, because we look like fools? Who cares? It's the presence of God. It's the presence of God. We're even better than David's temple. <laughs> because remember that flame that used to set on the Ark of the Covenant? It came down on top of their heads, and now it resides inside of them. No longer is there anything stopping us from worshiping God, getting into the flow of the presence of God. There's no hindrances on us but us, us, us. So we're going to sing this again this morning, and it's just like, man, we've, I just feel there's a, there's a block this morning. There's a hindrance somewhere, and we're going to worship our way through it this morning because God wants to do something. But I can just feel it. I felt it this morning that there was some, there was a heaviness. There was something there this morning. But this is how we fight our battles. Devil is not welcome in this place. The devil is not welcome in our region anymore. You know, something I, I was reading through, man, I'm going to get way off in there today. There, there's something I was also reading, and it was in one of the translations that we're going to go over today when we start getting into the scripture. But Jesus said that the devil has been overthrown. 
when they started talking about him rising and him talking about what was going to happen to him, it, it, the translation says that he was overthrown. Think about that for a second. He was overthrown at that point. He is not on the throne. There is The, the devil has no throne on this earth. <laughs> he has no power on this earth other than what we give him, than what we allow him to do. So I'm going to pray this morning, and we're going to push that thing out that's trying to stop us right now, that's trying to hinder us, because what's happened is, is people of this world keep putting Satan back on a throne that is not his, and it's a seat that has no power. He's got a pretty throne, but it has no power. So let's pray today, and we're going to start worshiping again. So Father, we are so thankful that the devil has been overthrown, not just defeated, but overthrown. And when the enemy is overthrown, they have no power. They no longer have a way to, to move in unless we allow him back. And today he is a defeated foe. And I speak to you now that the hindrance that is stopping us from worshiping, that is stopping us from experiencing the presence of our mighty God, oh, our deliverer is free in this place right now. Jesus, you are free in this place. Satan, we cast you out right now. In the name of Jesus, we command you to go. We command this region to be free right now. The presence of God will flow and it will move in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on. So let's worship this morning. Come on. Let's worship like lives depend on it. Yeah. Jesus. Whoa. There is a river where the goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns the rose. There is an ocean deeper than I fear. The tide is rising, rising. There is a current 
touch of your spirit.
time to breathe this morning. Come on now. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy, oh Lord. Keep, keep playing. Man, just keep playing it. So listen, so this is what I want to do this morning before we before we move on you feel like you want to pray for anybody else in here, I want you to go to them. If you, if we, during worship or anything this morning, you've just, somebody has come across your mind, I want you to go to them and pray for them. I want you to go to them and pray for them. I need some ladies to come pray for Tammy also. She woke up with her, her uh, ankle hurting or something uh, in her, but if you've been feeling that this morning, I want you to go to somebody and pray for them. And we're just going to hang right here for a minute. I just don't want to move past Let it flow. Let your spirit flow. God, I release the gift this morning to flow in this place. I release the gift of healing to flow in this place this morning. I release the gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, working of miracles. I release them right now in this place. I release them right now in the name of Jesus. you're nervous about praying for somebody, this is the greatest time because you don't have to talk to them. All you do is go lay hands on them and pray for them. You ain't got to worry about it. This is a great opportunity right here. Hallelujah. Father, we just release this morning. Miracles. Miracles flow down. Flow.
tell him thank you. Just tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. My heart is yours. Just like this. you're so awesome and we thank you what you're doing in this place turn to somebody and tell them you love them don't walk across the building just right there around you you can hang out with them later where's our children at this morning also i know mama terry's ready to go to the back back there they're already running from you so hallelujah they sneaky let our children head that way I got some slides up there. I got a bunch of slides up there. A bunch of slides up there. And a lot of them are the same scripture, one page scripture, but they're different translations. So, hallelujah. Hey, man, you going to the back? You going with the kids? Oh, she got them there. Well, look over. I'll show you something else. No, but no, come on. That ain't going to last long. Turn the fans off for a little while because it's 68 degrees in here, and I know some of y'all are going to get cold, but we can turn them back on. But, you know, it's always up and down, up and down. Listen, if you look in your bulletin, you'll see this piece on the side. You can bring that home with you and read it. Kind of what we're talking about is a little bit of that. But you can put that first slide up there. It says, so what's next? So what's next? We're going to go through some scriptures today, and, and I'm going to show you what's next. I'm going to use the same scripture in multiple translations because there are certain parts I want you to see the difference of wording so that we can truly grasp what they're saying. I will have them up on the screen for you in the different translations as well. Uh, but we're going to start off in John chapter 12. John chapter 12, uh, verse 26 through 31. Again, I'll have this on the screen for you. I'm going to give you a moment if you want to turn to that. But there are certain parts of it I want us to focus on. Uh, this morning on what's next. Hmm. So John chapter 12, verse 26 starts out. This is the NIV translation. Whoever serves me must follow me. Now we're talking about Jesus in, in the original. That would have been in red. But the Bible program we use does not differentiate that. And where I am, my servants also will be. So that right there should tell you that people should go to church because Jesus is in church, his presence is there, and my servants will also be there, but that's different. My Father will honor the ones who serve me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. So think about this. This is prior to Jesus going to the garden and, and all these different things that are going to happen. He knows what's going to happen to him. 
How many of you, you know, as, as a child knew that when daddy got home, you was going to get a whooping, not a whipping, a whooping, right? Not whipping is just whooping. There's a different. I knew what whooping meant. I knew what whipping meant. And I also learned when my mama gave me a whipping, I act like I cried because if I didn't cry, daddy gave me a whooping when I got home because, it, yeah, you, you understand? She's, she's nodding yes. So he understood what he was fixing to go through, but he said, this is why I came. I'm not running from my purpose, right? And then he says, Father, glorify your name. I love this part. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Man, if, if anything will get you to keep on going, that right there will, right? You know, when you're like, you know, God, I just want to glorify you. And all of a sudden he pops up, you have. <laughs> you know, and so turn to the, to the next screen for me right here. Now we're going to be in verse 29 and 30, 31. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. When? Now. When, when was this? Long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Right? Now is the time for judgment on this world. Not later. Not, not when we all leave and the Antichrist and all that. No, there was judgment happened then. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Now the authority has come that he will be driven out. Right? I, I told you that earlier. I made that mention to you. At this point is when this was all going to happen. When Jesus died, when he rose again, he rose with the authority to say, get out. He took back the keys to death, hell, and the grave. I always thought it was interesting that, that you know, they didn't use, he took back the, king, the keys to all the authority on earth. and all, he, They only mentioned death, hell, and the grave. I always thought that was interesting. But that was the most important ones that, for what they were doing at this time. Now, go to the next screen. This is the same scripture here. But it's going to be in what? The message? No, the passion. Verse 30. Then Jesus told them, this voice you heard was not for my benefit, but for yours, to help you believe. From this moment on, everything in this world is about to change. The ruler of this dark world will be overthrown. Has everything changed? I don't know. It still looks dark. There's still a lot of people doing bad things. So has, has it changed? They're not listening. That's right. Right. It, it, there has been change because the ruling authority has changed. But that doesn't mean that the other ones are giving up very easily without a fight. But they don't have authority anymore. Look at, look at the next translation, the message. Same scriptures. Jesus said, the voice did not come for me, but for you. At this moment, the world is in crisis. Now Satan, the ruler of this world, will be thrown out. He will be thrown out. See, we've, we've got to realize that he has already been thrown out. He has already been dethroned. Right? He was the prince of the air, but he is not the prince of the air as we knew him before. He only has the authority that you give him because as a believer, as a child of God... You now have the authority through Jesus Christ. The only time somebody walks in my house is when I give them a key to come in or they do it illegally. Well, he can't do it illegally anymore, can he? 
you got to let him in. You see, oh, but, but pastor, I'm not letting him in. Yeah, we are in one way or another. We always are in little areas because none of us are perfect. So he's always going to put a toe in somewhere, a little toe somewhere. That's not really where we're going to talk about today, but I just need you to see what, what was going on here. And look at the last part. And as I, I am lifted up from the earth, will attract everyone to me and gather them around me. He put it in this way to show how he was going to be put to death. He was trying to explain to them that I'm going to be crucified, that I'm going to be crucified. You see, so he has already been overthrown. He has already been defeated, but yet he's still there. He's, he's, it's kind of like one of those during World War II that the Nazis came in and took over an area, but there was always that little force that was there just trying to, you know, do things to, to mess with the Nazis. The Nazis shouldn't have been there, right? It was illegal for them to be there, but there was always that force there. Same thing happens now. The devil is still there, this little resistance force, I guess you want to call it. They're illegal, the, the, the demonic forces, they shouldn't be here. But we haven't, God hasn't completely removed them yet. So it's for us to go and defeat them. And so why I'm talking about this is because I need you to see when we get down a little bit further that you can do these things, you can overcome these things because he is defeated. He is defeated. Let's go to the, to the next word. This is going to be Luke 18. 31 through 34. 31 through 34. This is in the, tra uh, the Passion. I'm, I'm just trying to build you some scripture so you can see what we're talking about. And I'm going to fully, I'm going to explain to them how they fit into where we are today. Does anybody face troubles today? Yeah. Did, did, this, did the devil do all of them? No. We're part of the problem. Sometimes we are. You know, I remember years ago hearing something, and I've always remembered it because it's just too funny not to. You know, sometimes we get a flat tire on the way to church, and the devil flattened my tire. We rebuke the devil and everything else, and then we look at the tire, and we say, man, you've been rolling on threads for about six months now. That's a may pop. May pop any moment. Or will pop, Yeah. And, and, you know, so we can't blame everything on the devil because somewhere along the way, if, if the Lord brought you the finances to replace that tire, you should have replaced that tire. But we blame the devil on him. So sometimes we, we try to give him credit for things he didn't do. It was just us. But let's look at this. Luke 18, 31. Jesus took the 12 aside in private and told them, we are going to Jerusalem so that every, everything prophesied about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. They will betray him and hand him over to the people and they will mock him. They will insult him and spit in his face. The Son of God saying, this is, what they're gonna this is what's going to happen to me. And after they have abused and flogged the Son of Man, they will kill him. But in three days, he will rise again. That seems pretty clear to me. Okay, go to the next one. The disciples didn't have a clue what he was saying. For his words were a mystery that was hidden from them. Seems pretty clear to me. But of course, we're looking on the backside, looking back. You know, everybody says uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. I, I really think it's better than that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I had twenty twenty vision or, or better than twenty twenty vision for many years. I don't anymore. And, and so here it is. You know, I always saw much better than that after I went through something like, man, I messed up. Oh, right. They couldn't understand it. It was a mystery to them. It was something they couldn't see, something they couldn't grasp. Why could they yet not grasp it? 
because their mind was still being clouded by the, the fallen world, right? Their spirits had not been renewed. They didn't have the full revelation yet of what these things meant. Do we have that revelation? Where is it at? It's not even something that, that you have to have the Holy Spirit to tell you because it's written. You need the Holy Spirit to understand it. But it is now written. They did not have that at that point in time. So sometimes I get you to understand. Jesus spoke the mysteries to them, but yet they did not have, which if you go to the next one, which is Colossians 1.24, we're going to talk about this. We have that understanding. And again, I'm doing this so you'll understand when I get to the next part of this sermon, the, the, the meat of it, you'll understand why I'm getting you here. Colossians 1, 24 through 27 says what? I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf. Wait a minute. I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf. For as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to discover what lacks in your understanding of the suffering of Christ. So sometimes there's things we go through that help us gain better understanding. But let's keep reading. What Jesus Christ experienced for his body, the church. This is the very reason I have made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body, so that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word of God. But he started out, I can, oh, go ahead, go back, I'm sorry. I can even celebrate the sorrows I've experienced on your behalf. See, there's always a lesson in everything we go through. If we will stop and say, God, what were you trying to show me? What were you trying to show me? Well, are you ready to hear it? No, God, I'm really not. Can you just... Uh... Have you ever stopped and asked him that? God, what, what were you really trying to show me in this? And then sometimes he shows you and you just sit back like, I have no clue what you were trying to show me. That, that, they, don't, they don't work. But you write it down anyways because one day you'll be like, oh man, I was such a fool. I was such a fool. All right, now you can go to the next one because here's, here's where it is. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Do you think that, the, that the Satan understood the whole plan of God while Jesus was on the earth? If he would have, he wouldn't have crucified him. He can't understand those things. He doesn't have the revelation that, that we have. You see, it's a divine mystery, a secret surprise that had been concealed from the world for generations, but now it is being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to read experience so there's an experience about it again where is it written it is here it is already written to us the problem is is we don't move beyond that to the experience of it i am free to live then why do i feel like i'm in such bondage i'm free to dance but i feel so depressed i, I don't want to move my feet because i'd be lying you see what i'm saying we don't have that that revelation, for some reason, we haven't moved from, from this into an experience of freedom. I've experienced freedom in many different ways in my life, and, and that's why I can talk about those ways. You know, there's still areas I'd love to be free from. Just hadn't fully been free in them yet. 
But it's until we get the understanding of what God was trying to tell us, which it's here. But we have to learn to read it and say, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to show me? You know how many times he sent me the scriptures and I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, I know what it says. I've read it a thousand times. Yeah, but I'm trying to show you something new. Remember what I said last week? The biggest hindrance on us, us experiencing something new with God is thinking we already know it. What more can you show me in that one scripture? I've, I've read it a thousand times. The biggest hindrance is me saying, I've read it a thousand times. God's what new can there be? All right. But once we grasp the basics of what God is trying to teach us, we will have experiences. And experiences are what changes things. You see, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, had plenty of experiences, but they had no revelation. They had no understanding. They had no understanding that God presenting himself on the top of Mount Sinai was an amazing thing. To them, it was, must have been a common. I don't, I don't understand still today why they had to go build an altar, I mean, a, a, an idol, when here he was right there. But they had all the experiences, but they had none of this, none of the revelation side. They had none of that. See, I pray that God would open the eyes of our understanding. Open the eyes of our understanding so that we will truly understand what it is that the Word says and understand what the Spirit says. Because what happens is, is again, our opinion, the way we were raised, changes the way we take this sometimes. I know in my household, thou shalt not meant thou shalt not. And we weren't even church-going people, but I guarantee you, my parents understood what church was. They understood what, the, what thou shalt not meant. Thou shalt not was, well, it, you know, you, you relate by five minutes. So that's okay. <laughs> that was not okay. Five minutes, one minute, it's all the same. It didn't matter. Well, my clock was wrong. Well, then you should have said it to my clock because my clock's the only one that matters. This is the only one that matters. Again, I remember my sister's car being sold because she was a minute late. My clock was always fast when I, was in my, when I got my car. <laughs> Promise you. And there wasn't no one, I'm going to stop by the pay phone and, and call. You know what time he's supposed to be home. <laughs> right. And so, see, I, I had an understanding and I had some experiences and it wasn't an issue for me. It was never an issue for me. Right. We've got to have our eyes un of understanding opened so that we can truly understand the experience of what God's trying to bring us. Because here's the thing. There are things in our lives as unbelievers that we carry over when we become a believer. And we have to allow the Lord to heal them and to root them out. Right. Because there are things I brought. I brought a lot of junk with me. You know, if I would have got saved when I was born, I wouldn't have had quite as much. That didn't happen. Fortunately, I didn't get saved. I was about 21, 20 years old. Had a lot of junk in the trunk, right? It was just, it was, it was just full. And, and I had to allow God to reveal things to me. And guess what? Certain things I thought were my personality were demonic influences or past hurts. I know the one, the one I've shared with you before, I'll share it again for those that haven't heard it. You know, growing up, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. I didn't really like him. But I didn't understand everything because I was a child. Looking back today, I understand why he did what he did. 
but unfortunately he's not around for me to say I understand. See, here I am. I'm saved, married, preaching the gospel. But every now and then I had an anger issue that would come up. Oh, well, I'm just frustrated because it frustrates me. Mm, to me, that's what it was. It was a personality. It's just who I was. But then one day it got a little bigger. And Wendy's laughing because she knew better. One day it got a little bigger and it, it just stayed there. And so my pastor set me down and, and Wendy and started picking. He had this ability to pick. And I'm not saying pick is jokingly. He would, his, his, his thing was this. He said, there's a sore there with an infection in it, and I need to pick at it so I can get the infection out so that we can heal it. So he starts prodding, and he's listening to the Holy Spirit, and he's prodding, and he's doing things, and Wendy was not happy with how things were going. She felt sorry for me because of what he was doing to me. And then all of a sudden, huh? Somebody was willing to do it. And that infection came out, and Pastor stopped. He said, Rich, what is that? And that anger came out. I was just like, Pastor, I don't know. He said, that's not your personality, son. That's a problem. Oh, I don't know what this is. That's my personality. No, it's not. So you know what I did? I stepped down from being a youth pastor, took a season of prayer and, and fasting. You know, it didn't take but about a day or two, maybe. The Holy Spirit revealed to me it was an argument I had with my father at 16 years old. And I told Wendy, I got to go face my dad. She's like, oh, but you remember your dad's not alive, right? Yes, I know. But I got to face him anyways. So we drove from Beaumont back to Crowley. And I went to the graveyard, and I stood out there at the end of the grave. and said, Daddy, I'm sorry. I hurt you. Forgive me. You know what the argument was? My first car, Toyota Starlet. Most of you don't know what that is because there was only about 1,500 of them even brought into the U.S. It was, it was totaled. We repaired it. He wanted a key, and I told him, no, I'm not going to give you one. And I lashed out at him. He bought the car. He rebuilt it. My 16th birthday, I got a fender for my car. We didn't have money for a party, so either I got a fender or a party. I got a fender. <laughs> they did make me a cake, but I got a fender. He wanted a key, and I said, no. And we had this huge argument over a key to a car that meant nothing. And it created an anger that continued unchecked through that time. And I didn't realize it was there, so I couldn't allow the Holy Spirit to deal with me. Yeah, he was trying to show it to me, but I wouldn't allow him. I wouldn't allow my understanding. Can I tell you as an unsaved man that that, that anger was there, and it was a lot more prevalent during, during times? And I'm not going to go into all of those stories. I don't want to take up that much of your time. But, but, but some of the things that this little bitty beanpole of a man did, trying to rip somebody's throat out with one hand, where it took three men to beat me off of them because of the anger that had come on. You know, I don't have that problem anymore. Why? Because I stood at the end of the grave and said, Daddy, I'm sorry. Forgive me. God, forgive me for what I did. Can you heal me of that? And he did. And for a long time after that, I would, if, if I got frustrated, Wendy would, is that? I said, no, baby, that's, that was that guy who just cut me off. Right? And, and so there was a period of time after that. But I had to allow him to prod. And I had to allow him to do work and say, I'm not perfect. I need help. So I want to talk to you about these three things. You're going to hear these over the next few weeks. You can put the we heal up there. Well, yeah. We heal, we grow, we help others. It's right here in your bulletin. I'll put it in there. We heal, we grow, we help others. We're going to talk today about healing. 
Because there are things that all of us need godly healing. We need the balm of Gilead to be applied to. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. Why? Because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. And, and these things drive our life and bring us and make this, they help us make decisions. And sometimes we make bad decisions. You wonder why you keep making bad decisions? There may be a reason behind it. Maybe, number one, you're not educated in that area. Maybe, number two, your understanding of that area is wrong. All right? So, so the first thing I want to talk about is we heal. We heal. Third John, verse 2. Throw that one up there. I got it for you. We heal. We have got to allow the Lord to heal us. Only he can do it. Only he can do it. But first, we've got to recognize I'm not perfect. He is. And I want you to reveal to me what I need healing in. We say that, but we don't mean it most of the time. Just being honest. I say it. God, search me, search me, search me. Am I really listening for anything to come out? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a lip service, right? We're in the moment, the emotional moment. We heal. Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health as your soul is prospering. So your soul is growing. The knowledge of Jesus Christ, right, is your Savior, but you should also be in good health. Because your soul is prospering, those things go together. They go together. They go together hand in hand. There are wounds that we have from the world. There are wounds that we have from our former lives. There are wounds we have because of our thoughts. We're going to talk about those wounds today a few minutes. I'm not going to make this some big, long, drawn-out thing. That's why I spent the time with the Scriptures to get you to understand that these wounds can be healed. They're not a battle you can't win because he's already lost. And the one that's trying to keep you pushed down in these areas is powerless. I guess it would kind of be like he's, he's choking you, but you're holding on to his hand. He, he, he can't push anymore. He has no power to push or to squeeze, but you just won't let go of his hand. Does that make sense to you? So it looks like he's choking you to death, but in reality, you're holding on. But he's really not squeezing. You know, it, it, it just reminds me, I'm sorry, it reminded me of this picture. Me and my, my sister's a year younger than me. I had no brothers, so me and her fought all the time. And, and you know, it was just one of those things. And she had this thing, like I'd go in there, I'd wrestle with her, and she was like, you're choking me, you're choking me. And I was like, how can I choke? You're not choking because you're talking. <laughs> if I was choking you, you'd have no breath. You know, and she would always do that. And she would be really loud, so mama would come get me. You know, you're choking me. You're cho how am I choking you and you've got breath to talk? Right? It, it just reminded me. I'm sorry, Janet, because she's going to hear this. She'll end up hearing this because it's on the radio station that, that she is, you know, her, uh, the family she married into owns, K-A-J-N. So she will hear this. And she will laugh. She's like, yeah, he did all the time. The devil's doing the same thing. His hand's right here, but he's, he has no power anymore. So let's look at this. I want you to see this. Number one, there are emotional wounds we must allow ourselves to be healed from. There should be a slide. There are emotional wounds we must allow ourselves to be healed from. 
Can I tell you the world has created those wounds? The devil has created those wounds. Your family has created those wounds. Your best friend has created those wounds. The friends you don't like has created those wounds. And your brother and uh, sister in Christ has created those wounds sometimes. This falls back to the enemy again. There are emotional wounds that we must allow to be healed. What do you mean? I've been set free. Listen, we all have a past. We all have things that happen to us all the time. Emotional wounds are baggage. What do you think that wound was for my, with my dad? It was an emotional wound, wasn't it? Why do you think people have problems with, with committing? An emotional wound, generally. There, there's roots to these things that, that they're inside of us. And we have to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to reveal them to me. So I can pray against that and you can... Bring the balm there, right? And sometimes we have people that we talk to that help us with that. But what's the best way to, to defeat emotional wounds outside of the Holy Spirit? Connecting with people. Don't you remember as you read through the book of Acts, they were always doing things together? How do you think they were able to, to heal a lot of these internal things that were going around, that were going on? Confess your faults to one another, right? Confess your sins to one another. They would talk about the things that they went through so they could help each other grow past them. You see, the devil wants us to stay divided because when we're divided, we will sit there and think on this ourselves. We will dwell on these past things on our own and they will just grow and 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 grow. They will never be healed. They'll never go away. Imagine what would have happened if I would have never dealt with that issue, if I would have never humbled myself to say I need to deal with this issue. What would have happened? I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. No telling. The struggle is real, but we've got to defeat it by coming together and uniting. As often as we come together, iron striking sharpens iron, right? We come together. I, I started praying this prayer when I sat down to dinner with or, or a meal with, with other believers that are not my own family a lot of times. But I'll, I'll pray this prayer that says, Lord, bless our time together that it will grow our spirits as we help grow each other, right? I'm not saying it word for word, but also bless our time physically that will help us grow together. Because spiritually we grow together, physically we grow together. And both sides are helping us Heal, because there's things in our past, guys. None of us are perfect. Look at the next one. There are physical wounds we must allow to be healed. Physical wounds, oh yes. Y'all know that. There are things that have happened to us physically that must be healed. Can I tell you, just forgetting about them generally doesn't heal them. You know, the, the yard next to our, our house, the property that we have, there was a house that was vacant there for a while, and it had the most poison oak, poison ivy, whatever that I have ever seen in a yard. And the grass had grown up. So we'd, I'd cut the grass down every now and then to help them out, you know, because it, just, it was just ugly looking, and I want to cut it. And then what we do is I would clean up the fence line. Well, there was so much poison ivy in that fence line, Wendy and, and Ryland both, they had to go to the doctor numerous times for shots and everything else to the point where, like, Wendy now... We can't use regular washing detergent anymore. It messed with her so much we have to use free and clear on everything. But here's what happened. 
I finally said, why can I not poison this stuff out of my row of bushes? And I started paying attention to what was going on. And I found the vines running across the yard under the grass. So I lowered my lawnmower all the way down and I scalped the yard. And can I tell you, there was, I'd say poison oak, poison ivy, whatever, everywhere. Big vines running. Guess what I did? I chopped them all up with the mower and I went around and I started poisoning the roots. I spent about 10 gallons worth of poison on that crazy yard. But I went one after another and I kept doing it every couple weeks until I got that physical vine dead. And then the grass grew and now it's got a pretty yard. Same thing happens to us. If we forget about the hurts we've had, what happens? It's not going away. It's just going to stay back there. And the enemy will use it when you think it's not possible. Oh, well, I'm free of that. Really? Can I, can I tell you that you're, you're free when you can truly talk about it and it doesn't get a rise out of you? Can I tell you that the freedom that, that I got from the lady that shot and killed my dad, I know I've told you this, but I'm, I'm sharing it again so you'll understand that I've walked through a lot of this. That God had me to contact her and tell her I forgive her. I forgive her. And I sat there as we were talking and I was sharing things with her. She is a believer in Christ. And I'm sharing these things. She said, you know what would be an amazing day to me is to sit in church with you one service in your church and get up in front of your congregation and say, you know, this is my sister in Christ that I love. Can I tell you how I met her? And you know, that doesn't affect me at all. It, it gets no cry. It gets no emotion. It's just, why? Because there's no hurt there anymore. Am I saddened that it happened? Yeah, I am. But I've allowed that physical hurt to be healed. Am I sad my dad's not around sometimes? Yes, I'm, I'm not belittling any of that. But you understand what I'm saying? When we allow those physical things, the things that people have lashed out to us, the things that they've done to us, all the, the things that people have done, we've got to forgive and allow that to be healed. And sometimes it means we've got to go to them. Sometimes it means we can release it through prayer. It just depends on what's going on. But there are physical wounds that we must deal with or they will come back and get us. Let's go to the third one. Habits we need healing from. Habits. When I first got saved, as, as an unsaved man, I chased women. Now I'm saved and I'm married. And you know what I did? I told my wife from the beginning, honey, this is a habit I have to change. Why? My physical body, my mind, when I would walk through the store, I would see things. And I would do this. And I would hold her hand. And she knew. She knew exactly what that meant. There was something over there, and I felt myself being drawn, and I would put my hand up. I had to retrain this body that that is not what I'm looking at. I'm not going that way. I'm not doing it. It was something I had to train. We all have things of, of habits that we learned in the world or we picked up later that are not necessarily good. Now, some of them aren't bad, but if they control us, they're bad, right? If they're controlling to us, we have to... We have to get past all of those things. They don't go away just because. We thought a certain way, now we need to change it. We acted a certain way, now we need to change that. And we talked a certain way, now we need to change that. 
Can I tell you, sometimes these things are, are bad for us, but we don't realize it. It's kind of like a, an evangelist that I met many years ago now. He was preaching to the youth. Uh, I, th- I think I've told you the story. He got kicked out of Bible college four times. He grew up on the streets of Chicago as a thug, a gang member. At about 21 years old, he heard the name Jesus Christ for the first time, which is surprising to me, but that's what happened. He immediately got saved, got to church, started feeling a call to go preach. He went to Bible college, got kicked out because he couldn't stop cussing people out. Nobody ever told him not to. Of course, he's a pretty intimidating looking guy if you would ever see him. Bald head, tat, you know, he was pretty intimidating. Finally, one day, an older gentleman pulled him aside and said, Sean, Sean, hey, listen, man, can I, can I talk to you, brother? Yeah, and he was as nice as can be, big teddy bear. That's not how we act. What do you mean? He told him. Well, nobody's ever told me. He didn't know. He didn't know. So people had to start teaching him how a believer should act. What's the best way of teaching our children how believers act? Living it in front of them again. Throughout the book of Acts, they got together and did things. We teach our children how believers do things. We teach each other. How do we teach a a new believer how we act when we're doing things? By having that person around us. You you see where I'm going with that? A lot of it happens through our our day-to-day. Not necessarily what happens in this building. It's what we do day-to-day. Because we've walked it out already, and we've gone through it, and we see somebody, and we're drawn to them, and we... There's a relationship that happens there, a supernatural relationship, and we help. We help them grow. We've got to change these things. Now, I've got a couple of scriptures for you up here, and we're going we're gonna to finish today, and we're going to pray. Go ahead and put the, the first scripture up here for you. Psalms 103, 2 through 4. Psalms 103, 2 through 4. Look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems the life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He heals all your diseases. He forgives all of your iniquities. So there's there's nothing short of the unpardonable sin that God can't forgive us for, but that doesn't mean we continue to live that life. Once we're forgiven. And that's why we need to allow healing to come. We need to allow that to, to come in. I've got another one. Isaiah 53.5. You probably know this one. Isaiah 53.5. He was pierced for what? My transgressions. For mine. He was crushed for my iniquities. Yeah. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. It's. All of these things can be healed if we're willing to deal with them, if we're willing to humble ourselves and say, God, I, I want to make sure I'm clean. That's where it starts. I want to make sure I don't have these areas in my life. I want to make sure, God, reveal to me. Bring somebody, think, bring someone to me. Help me. We're forgiven, but true forgiveness is more than that. It is being forgiven and healed physically, set free from our enemy, the devil, and restored. Say that again. We are forgiven, but true forgiveness is more than just that. It is being forgiven and healed physically, set free from our enemy, the devil, and being restored as if it never happened. 
We need to be totally healed so we can grow. We don't have to be totally healed to grow. But as we start the healing process, we grow. And as we grow, we get more healing. And as we heal, we get more growing. You see where this goes. The more we understand and learn about God, the more we understand how he reveals to us things we need to be set free from. There are things in my life God will not let me do, not that it's sin, but because he told me no. Now that he told me no, it would be sin. It's not a thou shalt not. But you know what I see those areas as? He knows me. He knows my personality. And he knows that if I was to do this, it would bring me to here because he's a lot smarter than I am. And so I have to listen to that. We need to be healed so we can grow. Healed so we can grow. Grow so we can heal. So we can help others. That's our purpose. That's our mission in life is to go find people. Can I tell you this also? That it's easier for you to pull somebody out of the mud hole that you've been in than it is for me. You understand what it's like to be in that mud hole. You know what the mud tastes like. I don't necessarily know what that mud. Does that mean I can't help them? No, but it's easier for you to go and help that person out of that mud hole and help clean them up than it would be for somebody who's never been in that mud hole. We're moving into a season in, in, of our church where we're going to start having small groups and all these different things that are going to happen. That's why we've had people that have been training for Celebrate Recovery, which helps in those areas. But guess what? There are so many other areas. You know, I've already heard stories of people in the church that get together quite often and do things together. And, and you know what they're doing? They're creating a small group because they have like desires. So you know what? Find people that, that have like desires with you and, and start coming together. And you know what? The, the desires are there and then pray together and, and maybe do a devotional together or whatever it is. Why? Because it's going to help you build a good spiritual connection with somebody, a physical connection with somebody, and iron sharpens iron. And guess what? You just started a ministry. That's what it's all about. Ministering to each other, guys. Ministering to each other, helping us all grow so that we can all help other people. We can all help other people. All of us. Amen. So I want us to pray this morning. You put something on. If you want to come for a few minutes up here, just ask the Lord, is, is there things, Lord, that I need healing from? Not just always a, a, an ailment, my toe or my ankle, you know. There, there's a lot of other things that we need healing from, effects of things, effects. So I want you to ask this morning, is there, is there things we need healing from? So you can put the, the, the prayer lights back on. And if you want to come to the altar and find a place, just feel free. Come, come find a, prayer, a place. Don't think anybody's going to talk bad about you. Because they might be already that they're going to talk bad about you for that. We'll just pray for them. I tell you that your pastor does that kind of stuff all the time because I'm not perfect and I know I still got a lot of healing to do
message of praying. If, if you're here and you need a, you need prayer for something this morning, if you need a healing, I want you to come up. We're going to anoint you and pray for you.
next week we're going to move on to the second part, which is the grow. We'll talk more about growing. Of course, healing is going to be involved in that, right? There's still always a healing as you grow and as it continues to go on. And then we're going to start looking at how we get to help others after that. Amen. So listen, don't forget, next Sunday we have our business meeting after that. And uh, again, in our bulletin, you see if you're a, a man, you're a member, and you've been here for over a year, and you're willing to serve as a deacon, you can come and see me. Uh, we can take nominations off the floor, but we prefer to do them early. That way we have a questionnaire that we can go over and we can verify everything. We can talk to them to make sure uh, that they meet the requirements of the church. Amen. Listen, we love you. Don't forget your children. And hey, come Wednesday because we're still teaching on uh, prayer. Has anybody been getting anything out of that? Has it been okay? Okay, got a couple hands. Praise God. We'll keep doing it. And uh, <laughs> so we've been teaching on prayer. We've been going through this manual that uh, Sister Debbie uh, Burke had given to us. And uh, we're just enjoying that. Amen. And pray for our children's ministry back here. It keeps growing. And again, our, our youth. And hey, God's on the move. Amen. And our worship team. I see some of y'all move so y'all can see Matt back there now. Y'all going to move eventually. But uh, amen. Well, listen, we love you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Chip, for standing out there and taking care of us. He's watching the door for us. We're starting some, some kind of a security thing. We're still working on getting that up. So, man, if you're interested in that, let me know also. We're going to have a rotation on that. And, uh, but I'll see you Wednesday. And uh, if not, I'll definitely see you next Sunday. Amen? Well, God bless you. We love you. And uh, drink the rest of the coffee and hot chocolate out there. Enjoy the rest of your day.